This podcast is brought to you by Proton Dealership IT, the cybersecurity and IT experts committed to keeping your dealership safe from cyber attacks. To learn more about how to better protect your dealership, go to info.protontex.com slash fish. That's I-N-F-O.P-R-O-T-O-N-T-E-C-H-S dot com slash P-H-I-S-H. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, October 6th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer with Automotive News here in Detroit and for Jamie Butters today. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, UAW President Sean Fain gives an update this afternoon on the union strike against the Detroit Three. No new plants were added to the strike, now in its fourth week. The strike, so far, hasn't crimped Detroit 3 inventory levels. And GM plans to cut software jobs. Plus, we'll hear how a program to train future service techs helped turn around the life of one former at-risk youth. They teach you a lot of it. All of the basics and everything you need to keep on going. And they'll set you up with a good company. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Wearing a t-shirt saying, eat the rich, UAW President Sean Fain said the strike is working and significant progress is being made, but the sides are not there yet. And he announced a major development with GM that happened just before his Facebook Live started this afternoon. He said the union was ready to call for workers at GM's Arlington assembly plant in Texas to walk off the job, but they made significant progress at the last minute today. GM has now agreed in writing to place their electric battery manufacturing under our national master agreement. We've been told for months that this is impossible. We've been told the EV future must be a race to the bottom. And now we've called their bluff. No new facilities were added to the strike at any of the Detroit 3 automakers. The story is developing as of recording time. We'll have a reaction from the Detroit 3 as soon as we get it on our website, autonews.com. Today marks the 22nd day of the UAW's historic strike against the Detroit 3. People familiar with the negotiations between the UAW and GM, Ford, and Stellantis said talks have heated up this week after days of little improvement. About 25,000 UAW members remain off the job and on the picket lines. New analysis shows the strike so far has not significantly dented the automaker's U.S. inventory levels, though GM dealerships are the most at risk of running low. Cox Automotive said Thursday that Chevrolet and Cadillac have the lowest inventory levels among the domestic brands at 57 and 46 days. And some of the brand's most profitable nameplates are in tighter supply than that. That's according to Cox's V-Auto inventory data. Meanwhile, Cox said Stellantis has the most inventory among the Detroit Three. That means it could be better positioned to withstand prolonged production stoppages. This week, GM said it has more than 442,000 vehicles in stock or in transit. That's up more than 3% from mid-year and 23% from a year earlier. 
A GM spokesperson said the automaker's U.S. inventory was at its highest point since late 2020. Ford said this week its September 30th inventory of 424,000 vehicles, a 67-day supply, tops the 338,000 it had a month earlier and 315,000 a year ago. A spokesperson did not respond to a request for comment Thursday. Stellantis did not disclose inventory levels in its third quarter U.S. sales report. Cox estimated that Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Chrysler all have more than a 100-day supply. A spokesperson for the automaker said the company's inventory of Wranglers and Gladiators is healthy. Production of them is halted because of the strike. About 180 General Motors employees will be affected by job cuts to software roles. GM said most of the positions are in software validation and program management and based in Warren, Michigan. Some roles will be backfilled and employees can apply for other open positions. Those who leave GM will receive severance. Affected employees will leave at the end of November. GM says it's streamlining processes and aligning resources toward innovation. And finally, U.S. car dealers applying federal tax credits to eligible new and used electric vehicle purchases at the point of sale next year can expect to be reimbursed within three days. That comes from the U.S. Treasury Department. The reimbursement timeframe was part of new guidance proposed by the Treasury and IRS to provide dealers with additional information on registration requirements and how the mechanics of the credit transfer will work. Starting next year, eligible EV buyers will be able to transfer federal tax credits to dealers and use those funds as a down payment. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, we'll hear from a young service tech who says a program for at-risk youth has helped brighten his future. That's next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating, but is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril, but also a moment of extraordinary possibilities. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future. And we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is, is GM believes in an all-electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is, is like, but, but we, we don't. Spoiler alert, they came around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Email phishing happens every day. Cyber criminals are out to trick your employees and coworkers into handing over valuable information that can compromise your dealership through impersonations, fake giveaways, and urgent emergency requests. All it takes is one click to shut down everything. Phishing is the leading cybersecurity concern for dealerships. Without the proper training and protection, your business is left vulnerable to ever-evolving attacks. One day you click an email, and the next thing you know, you get a call from your IT guy. Your email has been compromised. Shut down immediately. 
Stories of attacks and their consequences come flooding in every day, and all it takes is one click to shut down your dealership. You have enough to worry about as it is, don't add getting hacked to the list. Let Proton Dealership IT help ensure you are fully protected and learn how at info.protontext.com slash fish. That's I-N-F-O dot P-R-O-T-O-N-T-E-C-H-S dot com slash P-H-I-S-H. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. Richard Arredondo says he's always liked taking things apart. Putting them back together was the hard part. Arredondo of Houston got a chance to learn how to put things back together during an intensive seven-week program launched by Petra Cares to train at-risk youth to be automotive technicians. Arredondo is a graduate from the program's first class and is working at a Houston-area dealership. He spoke with Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine about the program and what he would like to do in the future. Hey, Richard, thanks for joining me. How you doing? Good. Good. So, um, you were part of the uh, PetroCare's technician training program down in Houston area. Yes, Tell please. me how you heard about the program and what interested you about it. Uh, Pastor, no, Pastor Rob had told me he was uh, the main person in the homies program, and uh, he was a friend of Brian Mazer. And uh, he was taking us one day to meet like some business owners, you know, some successful people to like tell us different things in life. And Brian had told me about this program. He was like, if you're interested, I can get you in it. You know, you can start working on cars. It sounded really fun. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sign me up. He called me did, back. Did, did you always kind of have uh, a fondness or, you know, that you like maybe to fix things or you liked cars? Yeah, you know, I always like taking things apart, just like regular little stuff, like a generator. I'll try to take the carburetor off it. I just like mess with bikes. Okay. So this seemed right up your alley then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And kind of tell me a little bit about like, you know, what you think you might have been doing if you hadn't come across this program. Well, before this, I was getting in trouble. Um, you know, I got arrested before selling weed, selling pills. Uh, I got into a bad car crash actually before this. Uh, it's how I started talking about it was uh, put in the homies program after um, I got into a car crash and broke my neck with my cousin. Uh, we are in a charger here. Hit a corner too fast, so we started flipping. It, okay. it was a bad little crash. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. So tell me about the program. You started this uh, program. What are some of the things that they kind of taught you? Well, first thing, like first thing day of the class, they went over there and went through all the tools, like all the basics, like this is a screwdriver, this is a hammer, you know, <laughs> all the little stuff. They're like, you turn righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. We went over all the basics for, like, the first two weeks. And then we had two weeks of, like, mechanical hands-on. We were in there, like, oh, we were taking apart the brakes all the way down, taking the rotors off, the tires off, you know, pulling the pins out of the brakes, re-greasing them, taking down the exhaust system, the gas tank. It was, it was a pretty – it was a lot of stuff we learned in the class. Yeah, sounds like it. Did most of the stuff come – pretty easy for you were there some things that you were like oh this is like really complicated it was really easy until we started doing a camshaft and then it was like oh the instructions got really really complicated <laughs> you know, like you, you put in one part wrong you messed up the engine <laughs> yeah so you finished the program yes sir um and now you've you've got a job tell me a little bit about where you're working and how long you've been there oh i'm working at chevy kramer right now in livingston been here about like two months i would say okay. It's been pretty cool here. I like it. So, 
What what types of things do they have you doing there? Uh, mostly changing oil because I'm a lube tech. I'm on the Chevy side. But besides that, you know, sometimes I'll drive the customers home, take the little van, drive the parts van around, take out trash. Uh, I get to help with other stuff, like putting together the brand new cars. Like I'll help put the dualies in, the you know, hubcaps on, install the floor mats. Just like yeah. helping around around the dealership. <laughs> Are there things that you like doing the most that, uh, that you know, if you could, you'd, that's all you would do? I'm sure it's not taking out the garbage, but it might be like... <laughs> <laughs> Doing the oil or whatever. Is there something that you're kind of like, oh, this, this is a pretty cool thing? Well, I mean, I like it when the mechanics tell me I can go help them, like act, do fun and stuff. Like I get to take off a massive cylinder and help like the hydraulic brakes, take them off our old Silverado. I, I, that's the funnest part is whenever I get to go help other people and do like okay. the bigger things. What are, uh, I mean, have they kind of talked to you there? I mean, it, and I'm sure, you know, you were made aware of during the program and, and while you're there at, at the Chevy store. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lack of technicians. There, like, there are they want you know there's such a shortage of technicians, and you know it's, it can be a pretty you know well paying job that you can do. Have they talked to you a little bit about trying to develop you and keep you there, and maybe give you some more you know schooling and certification? Not too much. Not too okay. much. What would you like to do once you're done with this? You know, you know, in your in the next you know six months to a year, do you have well, you know kind of ideas? I'm already like enrolling in Lone Star right now. I want to keep okay. on both mechanical engineering. I like taking stuff apart, putting it back together. It's fun. I want to move up in it, take bigger stuff apart, put bigger stuff back together. <laughs> there you go. Do you think that you would want to maybe get back to a dealership and be, you know, earn to become a master tech, or are you more on the engine? You like to see if what you can do with engineering. Uh, I want to design the car one day. You know, I want to put the motor together. You know, completely on my own. I want, I want to build it one day. <laughs> know how to design it. You got a favorite car out there that you would uh, like to build or something similar to it? I said an older Impala because it was my first car. I wanted like another Impala again. I know what happened to that one? Did you get rid of it or uh, it? I wasn't that good at cars at the beginning. So, you know, I, I was definitely hit a speed bumps, knocking out the oil pan, the t- transmission. It was leaking. I started messing up the engine. You know, yep. My first car got abused. It definitely got its use out of it. And, and unfortunately, you weren't able to fix it like you probably could do now. Oh, I, I could have fixed it now. I wish I would have known what I'd do now back then. <laughs> that car could have been saved. So one final thing for you. Maybe friends that you know or maybe people who are, were in the program that you were in. What would you, if like if they came and asked you, hey, should I give this a shot? What would you tell them to do and, and would, you, would you recommend this program for them? Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. They teach you a lot, like. All of the basics and everything you need to keep on going, and they'll set you up with a good company. I appreciate that you're talking with me, and I, you know, I wish you the best of luck uh, in your school at Lone Star there, and uh, and your your goals to be building something and taking it apart, uh, some bigger stuff down the yeah. road. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yes, sir. That's daily drive for today. I'm Jake Near, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Alicia Anderson, as well as our own Lindsey Van Hulley and Audrey LaForest for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on the UAW strike, job cuts, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.